0: I'm going to read a passage of scripture, and it's found in Acts 16, 23 through 26. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. I've just come to teach today on what is atmosphere? Why is it so important and how can I affect it in my everyday life? And I just simply want to entitle this Atmosphere Matters. Would you mind just lifting your voice with me and worship to the Lord? Lord, in Jesus' name, we commit this service to you, Jesus. We commit this day to you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would speak to our hearts and our minds, Jesus. Change us today, O God. Give us strategy and direction for the new year. In Jesus' name, we pray. Anoint and bless every person in this place, O God. Let the word go forth in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We have all lived our entire lives, whether you realize it or not, in an atmosphere. This planet that we call Earth has an atmosphere. There is a blanket of gases that makes it up and it not only contains the air that we breathe, but it protects us from the heat of the sun and it warms our planet by day and it cools it by night. Without this atmosphere, you and I could not live. The reason it is so important is because it is the only planet in the solar system that can sustain human life. And in our homes, we have grown up in an atmosphere. Some with lots of love and tranquility and peace, and others, unfortunately, in turmoil and abuse. And some, somewhere in between those two. Atmosphere matters. At a wedding, there is an atmosphere. There is candles and soft lights and soft music because atmosphere matters. The atmosphere sets the tone for what the person wants to accomplish. Retailers and restaurant owners all over the world spend millions of dollars every year for experts to come in and tell them how to make their store or their dining room the most pleasing to the eye, the taste, the smell, the touch, because atmosphere matters and in the church. It is no different atmosphere matters Why is there pre-service prayer? Why is there music playing before service? Why is there a worship service with singing and praise and team? You did a great job this morning. That's one of my favorite songs Lord. Take me back <clears throat> Why is that so important because atmosphere matters because when people who are hurting and in pain and in need of answers walk through our doors they need to feel an instant and notable shift in the atmosphere that is why they can receive the Holy Ghost in our altars that is why addictions can be broken and changed because the atmosphere that we create in church is what offers hope to the broken And in your personal life, atmosphere matters. What we do, what we say, what we watch, what we listen to can all affect the atmosphere of our lives. It can affect the atmosphere of our families, our coworkers, the person we meet in the supermarket, the waitress at the restaurant. It affects every person around us. And even when I am in distress, going through troubles I can still affect the atmosphere I can affect it by what I say things can look pretty bleak maybe an illness maybe a time of financial struggle maybe you're dealing with depression and anxiety I have been there done that but what you say with your mouth can make all the difference in your own outlook and in the outlook of those around you Jesus knew this better than anyone and in Matthew 4 when Satan came to him to tempt him he offered him everything he offered him the world but Jesus said unto him get thee hence Satan for it is written thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve then the devil left him and behold the angels came and ministered unto him Psalm 1914 says let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O God, my strength and my redeemer. If you will commit to letting every word that you speak be a word of praise, thanksgiving, and declaration of the goodness of the Lord, you will see a shift in the atmosphere. In the past five years, as many of you know, our family has been through a major life transition, we resigned our church of 15 years and on the word from the Lord to evangelize. Please don't do that unless you have a word from the Lord. <laughs> because let me tell you, there were some days <laughs> that only that word from the Lord is what got us through. But during this time of transition and life change, my husband began to battle a very serious illness in his body. Physical symptoms, which caused depression and anxiety, which further caused more physical symptoms, which caused more depression and anxiety. And the cycle just kept going for a while. And this was when the Lord first began to speak to me about the subject of atmosphere. And I felt just very strongly that this was a spiritual attack, that there really wasn't anything wrong, but he was feeling it so profoundly in his body. There was... There was no kind of getting through. I mean, I've been there, you know, where there's been problems and physical symptoms and things going on. And it doesn't matter how much somebody tells you, you know, that it's okay and that you're okay. It's, it's kind of hard to believe it when you're suffering so much. So what did I do? I took it to Jesus. And as I was praying about the circumstance, I heard the Lord whisper to me, Lisa, everything is going to be all right. So I then proceeded to say everything is going to be all right out loud to my husband, to my family, just in the atmosphere every day and sometimes several times a day. I had a word from the Lord and confidence and assurance that everything indeed was going to be all right. And of course it was, the biopsies came back fine. Every, all the tests were fine. Everything was okay and everything was all right. But I had to declare it every day over and over again. We must declare victory, even when victory is what you don't feel at the moment. I can affect the atmosphere by my entertainment choices. And this is a big one. In our culture today, we are very entertainment driven I'm appalled by some of the things that I don't watch, but I see the advertisements for. I know they're there. I know what's in the culture. I'm, I'm absolutely appalled. And during this intense battle, when the Lord really began to speak to me about this, I began playing victorious music in the morning, especially. I made a playlist on my iPhone with songs about deliverance, breakthrough, victory in Jesus. Why? Because I needed to affect the atmosphere. I needed to create a space that could silence the enemy. Because he's scared of right here, right now. He's afraid of this right here. When we come together, there's strength, there's power. But sometimes at home, we're not as careful to create that atmosphere and we don't have our brothers and sisters, and we're alone with Jesus, and we have to make intention to create a space that the enemy cannot speak, and he cannot enter. There is a reason why the music industry in our culture is a multi-billion dollar operation, because music is powerful, and music can change the atmosphere. It's a proven fact that classical music promotes good mental clarity, And according to the Journal of Undergraduate Psychological Research, students who listened to Mozart in the classroom before class began had a higher performance cognitively than those that did not. What I listened to has an effect on the atmosphere. Another study was done where it exposed people of all ages to extreme metal music. They all experienced, regardless of age, regardless of stage, they all experienced increased anger, hostility, irritability and stress because music has an effect from the most positive to the most negative. And that's why parents especially be careful what's on that little iPhone of yours and of your children's because music affects the atmosphere In December of last year, we moved into a new house in St. Louis, Missouri, and there were people in in and out of our house for weeks, you name it, floors, electricians, window people, furniture delivery people, I mean, everybody. And I would play Christian music while these people were coming in and out of my home. Why? Well, number one, I didn't want them playing their music, Um, which was very interesting (laughs) to to say the least. And I was getting a little annoyed with it. So one morning I, I put it, I put on the Christian music, I mean, blaring before they even got there. (laughs) Cause I was like, "Uh -uh, no, not today. I didn't want what they were listening to, to affect the atmosphere. Okay. Was I worried for my soul? No. Okay. I was a little annoyed with what they were listening to, but this is my home my house, I decide what goes on here. And I wanted them to understand when they walked into my home that there was something different here. I wanted to affect the atmosphere. And I had several guys say, oh my goodness, you're listening to Joy FM. I'm a Christian too. And, you know, it was just a great way to kind of Break the ice, and they knew they were in a place where Jesus dwells. What we watch can affect the atmosphere of our lives, and in this day and age, you can't be too careful. Morality, the church, Christian families, marriage is all under attack from the enemy and Hollywood, and they're pushing it. They have an agenda they have a purpose and they know what they're doing. And this is serious. This is war. This is not, and I I speak about it everywhere I go because I am so convinced that we are in a battle for the, for our souls and for the souls of our babies. We are in a battle. Our world is becoming so desensitized to filthy language, sexual situations, extreme and graphic violence and pornography. And where you used to have to go to a very dark movie theater on the wrong side of town to see and hear this kind of garbage. Today, I can pull it up right here. Be careful. Ask the Lord to make you more discerning about your entertainment choices Because I have found that even some entertainment choices that aren't bad and I'm not against all entertainment don't get me wrong. I'm not But I have found that sometimes i come into church and it's just a little harder, you know, to kind of break through the fog And it's a little harder to kind of break through that atmosphere, that cloud that seems to be around you. And I think, oh, you know what? I read that news story today. I listened to that radio host or that podcast that just kind of, it wasn't bad. It didn't have any bad language. It wasn't any, but it just, it messed with my peace. It disturbed my heart and my mind. And even if it's not bad, sometimes it affects our atmosphere. And it was during this time of turmoil and change and physical frustration and symptoms and all of that, that I really determined in my heart that I would no longer allow anything that was entertainment to affect the threshold of my peace. If you will determine in your heart that your entertainment choices will not break through the atmosphere, To your peace. The Lord will help you. He will begin to speak to you. Lisa, that's the agenda here. Well, it doesn't really look like that. You don't understand. That's the agenda of that. Okay. We'll turn that off. We won't listen to that anymore. And I can affect the atmosphere by using the word of God. The Bible is not just a collection of stories or words. It is the inspired word of God. And during Jesus's temptation in the wilderness, he used scripture to fight the enemy. God Almighty manifested in the flesh, used his own word to fight the enemy. Sometimes when I don't know what to say, I can pray scripture. Sometimes when I need an, a release for my emotions I can turn to scripture and find that and I encourage you to get a prayer mantra found in scripture that when you are afraid and overwhelmed you can repeat the scripture over and over again Isaiah 59 19 through 21 is one of my favorites when the enemy comes in like a flood I will raise up a standard against him the devil cannot withstand the word because it changes the atmosphere. When Dylan was in the hospital, and we had just found out that he was born with um, <clears throat> some serious issues, um, blindness, all kinds of cognitive cognitive issues that, you know, the doctors pretty much scared this new mama to death with, um, which didn't turn out to be true. But doesn't negate the fact that at that moment, it was very much our reality. And the Lord had given me a scripture many years before during a time where I was experiencing some anxiety and it was Psalm four and eight. And it says, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep for thou Lord only makest me dwell in safety. And that night I was alone with Dylan in the hospital And my husband had gone to do something. And I was trying to sleep. And that's when the Lord brought that scripture back to my mind. And I was able to sleep that night without any problems because I knew that the Lord had us in the palm of his hand. The word is powerful. And I can affect the atmosphere through worship. As we read earlier, Paul and Silas were ministering on their travels. They had seen people's lives transformed and changed. And then a little servant girl starts following them around. And she's cursing them, and she's cursing God. And isn't that just like the devil? You have just come from the mightiest service, the most powerful thing in the world. And then some little minion just comes following you around, just... And Paul had had enough. And so he turns and rebukes the girl and casts the demon out. Well, she had masters, and they were not happy with Paul because she made them a lot of money because the demons that were in her let her do tricks and made them, you know, insane amount, insane amount of money. So they were very upset. So they had Paul and Silas thrown in jail, beaten And bless their hearts, they were just trying to do the work of God. But I don't know if it was Paul or Silas, but one of them said, hey, while we're here, we might as well sing. (laughs) I don't understand it. I mean, getting beaten is not fun. I've never been beaten, but I can only imagine It was bloody, they were hurting, they were bruised, and I'm sorry, jails are not fun today. They were nasty, nasty, nasty then. So not only are their backs just torn to pieces, but they're worried, infections, leprosy, all the fears. But somebody says, you know what, let's just sing. Because they knew something about atmosphere. And so as they began to worship and praise God, the ground began to shake. And all of their bands were loosed and every prison door was opened because they chose to worship in their darkest hour. And not only their bands, everybody's bands, that entire prison was set free that day because one person said, hey, let's sing, let's worship and praise Jesus. The atmosphere isn't just important for you, ladies and gentlemen, it's important for your families. Parents, it's important for your babies that you create an atmosphere in your homes. And I can affect the atmosphere through fasting. I'm sorry. It's not fun. But I can. I can affect the atmosphere through fasting. Jesus made this point very clear when his disciples tried to cast out a demon from the lunatic and they could not. And Jesus comes and rebukes it and casts it out, no problem. So when the disciples got Jesus alone, they were like, hey, why couldn't we do that? You said that we could do that. So why, why couldn't we? And he begins to explain. Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind go without not, but by prayer and fasting. Sometimes it's not enough just to have faith. We have to couple it with prayer and fasting. And when prayer and fasting meets our faith, that's when God can do mighty things. Sometimes it's the only way. And although not fun, because it crucifies this lovely thing we call flesh, it's a valuable tool in our walk with the Lord because it changes the atmosphere of your spirit. It lets King's stomach know it doesn't have any hold. And King's stomach doesn't like that very much. And it prepares your heart and your mind for a miracle. Sometimes when you really need direction, when you really need an answer, fasting brings it. And I can affect the atmosphere through prayer. In Acts 12, Herod decided to persecute the church. He beheaded James and had issued a warrant for Peter's death. Peter's in jail. He's tied to soldiers. He can't, he can't even get up without somebody attached to him. He can't, sit, he can't do anything because they were so afraid that somebody would try to break him out. But the church was praying at Mary's home. And an angel shows up. And he says, come on, Peter, let's go. And so Peter thinks he's seeing a vision. He thinks he's having a dream. Oh, isn't this a wonderful dream? And then when the angel finally deposits him outside of the prison, he's like, oh, okay, that really was an angel. This is really happening. Maybe I should get to where the church is. So he goes to where the church is praying, knocks on the door, and a little servant girl says, who is it? And he said, it's Peter. And she doesn't believe him. And she doesn't open the door. She runs back to tell the others that Peter's at the door. And they don't believe her. Isn't it amazing that even when we aren't completely convinced that God can move? Even when we aren't completely convinced that prayer is going to work? Sometimes if you will just do the right thing, and I'll just do the right thing, and pray anyway, even in our doubt, even in our pain, God shows up and does his thing. Prayer is our most powerful weapon against the attack of the enemy. It not only transforms my heart and my mind, but it changes the atmosphere around me. Jesus understood atmosphere. In Mark 5, when Jairus came and said, my baby is dying and I need you to come, Jesus said, okay, let's go. And when he came to the house of the ruler, while they were on their way, a servant shows up and says, don't bother Jesus. She's dead. There's nothing more that can be done. And Jesus says, you know what? I'm just going to go anyway. I'm just going to show up. I don't care what the situation looks like. Jesus is going to show up anyway. And when he came in, the crowd was weeping and wailing. And he said, why are you weeping? Why are you making this fuss? The little girl isn't dead. She sleeps. And they laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them all out, he took the father and the mother in with the damsel and entered to where she was lying. Now notice, Jesus did not kick them out for crying. He didn't kick them out for weeping. Their response to the little girl's death was appropriate. It was natural. It was expected. What he kicked them out for was not responding to him in faith. Jesus understands your response to tribulations and trials. He understands when you feel fear. He understands your tears. He understands when you're broken. All you have to do is have a little faith and say, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. And that's when the atmosphere will shift. When he kicks out the scorners, brings the people that he had with him into the room he takes her by the hand and says to letha kumi which is being interpreted damsel i say unto thee arise and straightway she rose up and walked because she was old enough to do that and they were astonished even when we're taken by surprise that doesn't change jesus's power don't be afraid when that coworker, that family member, that friend starts to become negative to say, "Hey, we don't talk like that. I don't I don't feel comfortable speaking like that. You can be nice about it. You don't have to be ugly. You don't have to be rude. But don't be afraid to affect the atmosphere. The devil has convinced the church that it has no voice and that nothing it does can affect his agenda but that is not the case and it is a lie that the church has believed for a very long time i personally believe that the sexual revolution of the 1960s would not have taken such a foothold in our culture had the church world as a whole done its job and spoken up against the culture but they were embarrassed They were embarrassed by what was going on, by what was happening. And they believed the lie that if they would just do nothing, that it would go away. And we're seeing the consequences of that today. When good people do nothing, disaster is waiting. We have believed that the devil is more powerful than we are. We believe that somehow because he is a supernatural being, That he has more power than we do. But you have more power in your pinky finger than the devil devil will ever have across the entirety of his existence. And you have more power in your tongue than the devil has ever even thought about having. And that is why he does his very best to keep you silent. But the Bible says that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There is a shift in the atmosphere right now. And we're kind of, we're still kind of on shaky ground. But our world has seen a shift, especially the United States of America. If you have ever prayed, now is the time to pray. If you have ever fasted, now is the time to fast. If you have ever used your voice to declare the goodness of the Lord, now is the time. Because we have a small space of grace and we need to use it wisely. And if you can understand atmosphere and take it to heart, you will have an effect You will have an impact on the world around you. You may think, well, what good is just one person? It's one person against millions. I really can't do very much in myself. Well, let me tell you a story. It was a normal day. This lady got up got dressed, and prepared for her day and went to work as usual. And as part of an old world New Orleans history tour, she was preparing for the tour group to come visit her that day. But today was different. Today was a day that I'm sure she still thinks about. And I pray that she still thinks about it. Because you see, she was a voodoo witch. And it was her intention to perform some kind of ritual that day. I might add here that this was not expected by the tourists. It just was what it was. That's where they ended up. And that's what she had decided to do. And she had done it a 100 times before this day was different. This day, my daddy was on that tour. (laughs) And I will repeat, this was an unexpected part of the tour. And try as she might, she cannot do whatever it was she was trying to do. Whatever trick it was, Whatever, you know, little thing it was. And she knew exactly who was responsible. Because she looked at him and said, who are you? And I believe he told her his name. I don't really remember all the details. She said, no, who are you? And when he told her, well, I'm a preacher. I believe in Jesus. She said, please leave because you are very bad for business. <laughs> that is the power of one person, one person to affect the atmosphere. Just one. Nobody else. He didn't even know. What do you what she was about to do. He's just standing there as a part of the tour. One person, well, that's Brother Kinsey. You know, he can do that. You know, he and God are like this. And, you know, it's just, that's him. That's him. But 1 Peter 2.9 says, you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. You have the power to affect the atmosphere, but you have to take it and you have to declare it and you have to walk in it. One man, as awesome as he is, and I think he's amazing. One man can't do it on his own. This is not this is not a project for one person. It is not a project for somebody who's just, oh well, they're a preacher. It's fine. They they can do it. It's too big. It's too heavy. And every person has to take their authority that God has given them and use it to affect the atmosphere. Helen Keller said, I am only one, but still I am one. I cannot do everything, but still I can do something. And because I cannot do everything, I will not refuse to do something that I can do. If my one, and your 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 one, can join together, we can make a difference in the spirit. Through my words, through my entertainment choices, books, movies, music, podcasts, news outlets, etc., through the Word of God and on its authority, through my worship, through my fasting, and through my prayer, I can and will declare not today, Satan, not in my house, not in my office, not in my car, not in the restaurant that I walk into, because worship and the Word and the Spirit cancels out any power that the devil has at any time, anywhere, no matter where it is. Your time is now. Don't wait. Link up with us and with millions across the world. And let's usher in end time revival together. (laughs) Would you stand with me? This year at North American Youth Congress, we had over 45,000 young people worshiping and praising and adults and everybody, everybody was there. And it was declared on one of the nights of that major conference, this isn't big, this is just the beginning. He had us look around and only the very top section was empty of that football stadium. So you can imagine how many people were there. It was packed. And he said, I want you all to look around. This isn't big, this is just the beginning. FPC, this isn't big, this is just the beginning. Revival is here and in time revival is here and we have been promised a great outpouring, but it's time to grab hold of our authority and become the people of God that he has called us to be. Would you just pray with me right now? Lord, I pray for every person in this building, Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would touch their hearts and their minds. Lord, Lord, I bless them in Jesus name. Lord, I pray for the atmosphere of their homes. I pray for the atmosphere of their jobs. I pray for the atmosphere in their families and extended families. Lord, I pray that they would take the boldness and the authority that you have given them, Jesus. Lord, that they would take this to heart and affect the atmosphere for change and for good. Lord, I pray that you would... Move in them and bless them, God. Bless their homes. Bless their families in Jesus' name. Lord, help everywhere they go, Lord, there to be a fragrance of your grace and your mercy and your love that they can affect the atmosphere of every person they come in contact with. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I bless you today. Merry Christmas. And don't forget, atmosphere matters. We hope you enjoyed this message. Please reach out to us if you have any questions. We can be found at firstpent.org. That's F-I-R-S-T-P-E-N-T dot org. If you're ever in Pensacola, Florida, we hope you visit us. Be blessed in Jesus' name.